This is your host Danny and this is English Plus podcast. In this episode we will talk about hard and soft skills but we will focus on emotional intelligence. We will talk about the ideas behind emotional intelligence and we will talk about the three main areas of emotional intelligence with the seven traits or characteristics in these categories. So if you're interested if you want to learn more about that join me in a new business episode from English Plus podcast. Welcome to a new episode from English Plus podcast where you get to learn English, business, culture, literature and a lot more. Two things to remember that you will always find extra practice on our website englishpluspodcast.com and don't forget to support us on Patreon to help us keep our content free forever. And now this is your host Danny and let's enjoy a new episode from English Plus podcast. So you might have heard before of hard and soft skills. What do we mean by hard skills and soft skills? Why is it so important for some people to have these certain skills? And the more important question, is it enough to have one of these and not the other? Well, I know it is controversial, but first let me tell you what we mean by hard skills. When we talk about hard skills, what do we mean by hard skills? For example, skills in technical subjects. If you are good at math, if you are a good programmer, if you know a lot about something, if you are an expert, these are the hard skills. You can use this program, you can operate this machine, etc. All of these are hard skills. If you are an accountant, you need to know how to do the job, how to do the accounting, and those many documents an accountant should be responsible for, but these are the hard skills and these are very important. They are essential actually. You cannot describe these people as whatever job they do if they do not have these hard skills. But are these enough? Maybe in the past they used to be. Maybe in the past people used to think that hard skills are the most important things and nothing else. For a long time, hard skills, like the skills we talked about, skills in technical subjects for example, were considered the most important thing in business. But more and more people are realizing the importance of soft skills. And what is the meaning of soft skills? These are the skills you need to work with other people and in the case of managers to manage people in tactful and non-authoritarian, non-dictatorial ways. These are some of the emotional competencies that are becoming important. And this is why we need to talk about the very important and i will have to say that it's still undervalued in a lot of companies emotional intelligence especially with managers these are the people that should manage people in tactful non-authoritarian non-dictatorial ways well i know we're still not there but a lot of companies are paying a lot of attention to this aspect not only for managers but for all other employees as well because these soft skills are very important you need these skills to work with other people Hard skills were very important in the past but yeah it's great if you're doing the job on your own if you don't have to deal with other people hard skills are perfect but what about when you have to deal with other people and this is a very common case now very few jobs nowadays can be done by one person most of the jobs that we have nowadays most of the tasks that we have to undertake in our companies they have to be done by a team so whether you like it or not you will have to deal with other people so here comes the soft skills are very important and we will focus today on emotional intelligence well first let's talk about the ideas behind emotional intelligence 
Now, these were first put forward in the 1980s and later developed by Daniel Goleman. Now, he says that emotional intelligence is made up of five things. Self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and social skills. Now, what is the meaning of self-awareness? That is examining how your emotions affect your performance. Being self-confident about your capabilities, values, and goals. Using your values to guide decision-making. This is an important part of emotional intelligence. Whether you have it or not, whether it's strong in you or not, they use these five things to measure your EQ, not only IQ. Now, everybody is familiar with IQ, the intelligence quotient, but not everybody knows about EQ, which is the emotional quotient. I'm not saying one is more important than the other. I'm not saying if you have a very high IQ and a kind of low EQ, you're not going to function in society. This is definitely not the case. But I'm saying it is important to measure someone's intelligence or their intelligence quotient or for short IQ. But also it is very important to measure their emotional quotient, their EQ. It is a measure of someone's emotional awareness and self-awareness. That is the emotional quotient, and that is very important. And this is only one thing of the five things Daniel Goleman talked about when he said that emotional intelligence is made up of five things. We talked about the first. Let's talk about the second, self-regulation. What does that mean? Self-regulation is the ability to control yourself and to think before you act. That is self-regulation. Controlling your temper and handling impulses. Like these are sudden desires to do things you may later regret. This is very important and you might relate to some people who don't have this kind of control and maybe some of them who ruined their careers because of that. They're great people on all other aspects, but they have a problem in this area. And the problem in this area, if it is identified early and dealt with, that wouldn't be a problem that is controllable. People can learn to control themselves and can learn to think before they act. They can learn to control their temper. I'm not saying it is easy, but it's definitely not impossible. But if you can imagine, if a company doesn't even care about emotional intelligence and they just want to crucify this person because he had a fit or something, he was so angry, he was so mad, and he couldn't control himself or herself, and they fire this person. What a tragedy, especially if this person is a key employee in the company. Now, you could have identified this problem earlier and you could have dealt with it as a company, as a manager. But anyway, that is the second aspect of emotional intelligence. The first one was self-awareness. The second one is self-regulation. The third one is motivation. What does that mean? That's the ability to take the initiative, to do things without being told to. Enjoying challenge and stimulation, the drive to work and succeed. These people are optimistic all the times. They are motivated, especially self-motivated. They don't need anybody to motivate them, but that doesn't mean that they don't need motivation at all. That is another mistake some people make. When you find those self-motivated people, you might think that, okay, they're doing well on their own. They don't need any kind of motivation from our part as a company. That's a mistake. They are self-motivated, but they also need motivation. Well, actually, you can depend on them. You can empower them to motivate other employees, especially in critical times or when there's a lot of work to be done, etc. But that doesn't mean at all that you leave them alone because they are self-motivated. But anyway, motivation is the third part of emotional intelligence or the third aspect of emotional intelligence. What about the fourth? That is empathy. 
Well, what does that mean when it comes to emotional intelligence? That means avoiding the tendency to stereotype others. What does that mean again? What is it when we have a tendency to stereotype others? That is to have unfair ideas about them, not based on facts. You have to be aware of cultural differences and you cannot build an opinion on a person based on the ideas you have in your head. That is not fair at all. Well, when you look at a person and you just decide to categorize this person in whatever category, whether, whether this category is good or bad, doesn't matter. But when you categorize this person based on your experience with other people who might be the same age, the same gender, the same race. Well, I'm saying that because if you go far, that will be racism or sexism or whatever ism that you want to call it, because that is dangerous when you stereotype people. That is the first step into discrimination because you already put this person in this little box and you already judge this person and you, don't, you haven't given them a chance to prove to you that they are different. What if everybody else who is just like this person are bad or whatever and this person is good actually? You cannot. You have to make the effort to get to know people. If you don't have that in you, you shouldn't be a manager. You shouldn't work with people in the first place. You cannot just be that smart. Nobody is that smart to know people. Just to know people from the first look. I've heard that a lot. Yeah, I know people from the first word or from the first look. That's wrong. That's a big lie. I mean, you could lie to other people, but don't lie to yourself. You can never tell what a person is like from the first impression, whatever that first impression is. I'm not saying first impressions are not important, but that doesn't matter. People are mostly like onions. Very few people are transparent. A lot of people are like onions. You have layers upon layers that you have to peel to get to who they really are. And your job as a manager or as a good colleague at work is to know the people you're working with, whether you're, they're working for you or they're working with you. That is empathy and how important it is. Avoid the tendency to stereotype others. I cannot stress enough how important that is. It is very important. Maybe it is the most important thing. And if a manager doesn't have this, it's a big problem. If a manager just goes around and judges people, starts to categorize people, put them in those little boxes, you're going to have a lot of employees who really feel that they are never understood. They're not understood. They're not appreciated. They will decide to leave or even worse, they will decide to stay but do nothing. Maybe for some, you're going to say that's too dramatic. Well, it might be too dramatic for some of you who don't believe in the importance of EQ. But trust me, it is important because most people go to work because they have to. You have to put that in mind. Very few people work because they love to work. Most people go to work because they have to. That is a fact. So if you're not going to help them love what they're doing, believe in what they're doing, Learn about the importance of what they're doing, the value of what they're creating, the value of their contribution to society or to whatever your mission is. You're going to lose these people. Well, maybe you're not going to lose them as they're going to leave the company, but even if they're in the company, but they're not there, their minds are not there. They're just bodies floating around in the company, but they're doing nothing. You can see these people all the time. Nine o'clock in the morning, they're just waiting for five to come. Monday, they're just waiting for Friday to come for the weekend. Well, I mean, everybody is like that. We are all like that. We are all eager to finish work and have a weekend or when the time of vacation comes or whatever. Yes, that's true. But to think about that all the time, 
Well, people, you need to be more empathetic. You need to understand people. Well, maybe that's one of the most important needs of any employee in any company is to be understood, appreciated. That's the most important thing. How you're going to appreciate them, how you're going to reward them for whatever they're doing, that's another topic for another episode. But I cannot stress enough how important empathy is. And now we talked about self-awareness, self-regulation, motivation, empathy, and finally, social skills. That's the ability to communicate and to relate to others. The use of influencing skills such as persuasion, cooperation, which is working well with others, dispute resolution, that's the ability to solve arguments, good communication with others, including employees, uh, listening skills, negotiation, all of these are social skills, and these are important parts of your emotional intelligence. Well, here I have to stop and say that not everybody has all of these. Of course, it's just like IQ. Might be very good at logic and math, but not that good at identifying visual patterns, for example. So, you cannot ace everything in the IQ test. And the same goes for the EQ. You don't have to be good at every single thing. Perfect self-awareness, perfect self-regulation, perfect motivation, perfect empathy, perfect social skills. Well, that is a perfect person. And perfect people are kind of a myth or something. They don't exist. Or, you know, just like you might find one good for you if you know about one person like that. The point is that it is okay if you need work on some of these skills, on a few of these skills. But if you don't have any of them, that's a big problem. You need to think about it. And remember, the good thing about all these different skills that we talked about here, that these are learnable. You can train people. You can train yourself to be good at those things. Just like IQ. I mean, yeah, you might be gifted in math or whatever, but anybody can learn math up to a certain skill. Of course, above that, there's a place reserved for the gods only. Fine. But everybody can get to a good level at anything. Of course, if you are gifted, you're going to go past this level and you're going to be very special. And the same thing goes for emotional intelligence as well. Some people are gifted when it comes to emotional intelligence. I mean, they just do it. You don't know how. They don't know how. They just do it. They are gifted. But trust me, these people have had a lot of support along the way and they've had a lot of practice because they were like that since they were at school and then at college, etc. They were like that all the time. And now when they're at work, they're just doing it because it's natural to them. Anyway, these were the five things that EI or emotional intelligence is made of. And now for the final part of our episode, we're going to identify three main areas of emotional intelligence containing seven traits or characteristics in these categories. So stay with me. Some researchers have identified three main areas of emotional intelligence containing seven traits or characteristics in these categories. The three main areas are drivers, constrainers, and enablers. Drivers, constrainers, and enablers. What does that mean? I know you might think that, yeah, these are just fancy words. The problem is that these fancy words are important to remember stuff. As I usually say, you know, just like when we have acronyms or when we have words like that to name a category, people try or researchers try to think of uh, words that people will remember. But anyway, let's talk about these drivers, constrainers, and enablers. What does that mean? For drivers, these are the traits that make people do things like motivation and decisiveness, the ability to take decisions when necessary. These people are drivers. When you have these traits, you are a driver. Now, of course, here we're talking about companies, but 
you can think about that as well in any other context, if you will. You can think about that in society. You can think about that in your own family. You have drivers in your own family. People who can motivate you to do things. People who are decisive. And these are very important. Sometimes a decision needs to be taken. And a person needs to take this decision. And there's no room for hesitation. So you need a driver. While in life or in social circles, especially if it is a family, you cannot decide or you cannot choose who is a driver or who's not. It's you and your luck. But in companies, it is important to think about that and think about hiring some people when you can see that they are drivers. Oh, drivers, that's the first area of emotional intelligence. What about the second one? Constrainers. Now, these people have traits that control in a good way what people do like conscientiousness that is putting a lot of effort into your work and doing everything to the best of your ability and integrity which is honesty so conscientiousness and honesty or integrity for example they constrain they control the actions that people do and the actions that you do you wouldn't do anything just to cut corners and jeopardize the quality of something because you're conscientious. Well, I'm not talking about being perfectionist. That's different. Being perfectionist, sometimes you may just waste a lot of time trying to get something to be perfect when it can never be perfect sometimes. But here, conscientious, that means you pay a lot of attention and you put a lot of effort for your work to be the best it can be. You do it to the best of your ability. Not perfect, not perfectionist but to the best of your ability. That is conscientiousness. And of course, integrity, honesty. I mean, you know, just like when you have a chance to steal from the company, you're going to constrain yourself because you're honest. That is important, right? That is why you can see constrainers are very important. Constrainer traits are very important. And then we have enablers. These are the traits that help people to perform and succeed, like sensitivity. No, sensitivity, I'm not talking about people who cry all the time. No, no, that's part of it. Just, just part of it. And I'm not against that because I'm kind of like that. I don't constrain my feelings when I have any feelings about something, whatever. It's a movie or a story or whatever. But that's not the point. Sensitivity here, we're talking about knowing how others feel. You're sensitive to other people's feelings. You know how they feel. And, of course, there are other things enablers, enabler traits are like influence and self-awareness. Now, I know drivers, constrainers, and enablers are for the traits, but I tend to think about people like that because if I were given the task of putting a team together, I would make sure that I have somebody, at least one person, with this category, with those traits in the team, as part of the team. I need drivers in the team. I need constrainers in the team, and I need enablers in the team. Drivers alone are very good, but what if they are too ambitious and they get to a point when they just want to finish the job no matter what the quality is like well drivers are not enough what about constrainers i mean constrainers yes they're conscientious they're honest you don't need to worry about that but at the same time you need somebody to drive the action forward you need somebody to make important decisions so we need drivers and what about enablers? Because these are people you're working with. They're not just like pieces on a chessboard that you just move around and decide to sacrifice, especially when it's not necessary to sacrifice. But the point is, we also need people who are sensitive, they have influence, and they have a high level of self-awareness. 
So with that being said, I hope you found the information I shared with you interesting today. I hope you learned something. I hope you can transfer some of this knowledge into your own working places. It doesn't matter whether you're managers or whether you're employees, but you might think about a couple of ideas that we talked here today and, and maybe start to discuss those things with your colleagues, maybe with your managers as well. Because, of course, the point is not just to learn these words. Wow, these words are very nice. The concepts, the ideas behind these words are very important as well. Now, let me remind you that you can find a lot more on our website, EnglishPlusPodcast.com. The link is in the description, or you can just type in EnglishPlusPodcast.com and you will get there. But the link will take you to the custom post we created for this episode. So you can go there. For some episodes, we add uh, interactive activities, PDF downloadable worksheets. Some other episodes, you just find the information, the key points we talked about, of course, with the podcast audio. But you will always find an extra thing on our website. So take the link, go to our website, and take your English and knowledge with it to the next level. Don't forget that you can support us on Patreon. The link is also in the description. And that will be everything for now. Thank you very much for listening to another episode from English Plus Podcast. This is your host, Danny. I will see you next time.